Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com movies and television podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dad Man. Over today, we have Caveman. Aloha. And Cap. Guess who got a new mic that isn't garbage for once? Aha! Aha! Hopefully, uh-huh. I didn't peek there. <laughs> no promises. Yeah, he's still getting stuff set up with that. Um, I'm fucking around with mine, too, every once in a while, so if things sound weird, sorry. But it Angrily happens. Comment. We have We have fucking... We have all this fucking knobs and shit. We gotta fuck with them. My knobs consist of I got a new computer, so if I sound weird, that's why. Yeah, K-Man, K-Man's not fancy enough for knobs. Yeah, punk, why don't you put an excess amount of money into things come on because that would require i had money yeah. hey i have no money and i've put fucking 700 dollars into this shit yeah i've put too much money into this it's worth <laughs> it though yeah getting that broadcast quality sound that buttery butthole noise mm. coming at you live from help me out i need an fm station i'm flailing coming at you live from zxw5 the badger there we go i was like we needed an animal or a body of water (laughs) coming at you from pn15 the maelstrom coming to you live from lake chattanooga it's franklin and the boar Chewy the fuck face in the morning. <laughs> That's a two best friends reference. Anyway, sorry we didn't have a show last time. Uh Cave and I sat down, we just kinda we didn't really have that much to talk about. I had watched one thing and Dead had watched like one thing. No, I'd watch like seven things. It's just it was seven things that I couldn't talk about really in depth because it would be just fucking five hours of me explaining the backstory and all that bullshit. And spoilerinos. You want to avoid those as much as possible. Unless they were old. It kind of old. Like, like I, I was talking about like third season stuff. So it would be like explaining like the backstory of previous seasons. Oh, pff, that's fine. That's where I sit out anyway. Yeah. Me. I don't watch TV. It's, well, I don't have one. Neither do I. I got a fucking computer, dude. I got More all the TV I need right Netflix. on there. And I'm kind of hearing myself through your microphone. Can't Netflix. That and honestly, I don't have the time to watch all that those TV shows. Let al- let alone catch up on them. <laughs> like Game of Thrones, I tried. I gave it an honest college try. Could not catch up just because it's so damn hard to find like. Uh-huh. I didn't pirate any episodes. What are you talking about? Yeah, but no, it was he, difficult borrowed enough. HB- he borrowed my HBO Go account. It's fine. Oh, man, I wish I could borrow HBO Go. There's... I, I would, th- I would again, give it, uh, Game of Thrones a, a try if I had the means, but it's just too much of a hassle and not enough hours in the day. I don't get why everybody, like, f- is freaking out about Game of Thrones just in general. It was entertaining for a little while. Like I was charmed it, it's by the first season, but it's not as good as everyone is shitting themselves over. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I, won't, I wasn't really a fanatic above. I wasn't really a fanatic about it. I mean, this is coming from the guy who has a poster of the map 
on his wall, literally six inches from his face right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, get, I, I, mean, I only watched poster. like a season and a half, but what I saw, it was good. I, I, I really wouldn't take the time to read the books. Like, I know people are like, oh, you should reread the books. They'll say the same thing about Lord of the Rings, and I'll give you that that's justified. But I just do not have the time to dedicate to that. And from what I saw, I was definitely pleased. But I won't say it's the greatest thing I ever saw. I won't go that far. Yeah, Game of Thrones, I have watched every episode of it so far. And it is good. Like it, I will give like, you that. Like it has, it has its moments. It has like its up, and, it has up and down moments. Like pretty much anything happening over in fucking Dorne is worthless. Like fucking Daenerys for the longest time was just like, hey, I'm a fucking get there, and then no, I'm not. The dragons they ran out of money to like render them properly, so they just put them in a fucking dark cave for fucking a season. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and then they like. It, it has these moments, these really great moments of like, oh, fuck yeah, TV. And then everything else is just kind of. It's yeah, that's happened. You also realize it's like, oh, TV budget. Yeah, it's the, the it's show. Why I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop with DC Legends of Tomorrow, if I'm honest. Because <laughs> the shows like that, out... they go over the top. They need like if they want to go over the top, but yet still not be a movie just quite yet. They want to get away with what they can get away with on television. They need the funding for it, and that's why shows that like go that go like with dragons, like we've said, they they lost their budget or not lost, but had a decrease. They overspent. The, there we go. They overspent, and that they that is a risk. A that that is something that they have to keep funds. bear in mind and, and work around. That's what keeps me from getting too excited about those shows because I'm such a movie fanatic. I expect like I, I when they want me to expect movie quality uh, effects and excitement, exciting moments involving these things. It's it's hard to suspend your disbelief when, well, that green ogre and the donkey looks more realistic. Well, no, here's the thing. Like, it, 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 like here's the thing. They do do a good job managing their effects. Well, all the effects in this show do look pretty great. It's just it's that's, that's it's fair. It's just like they. There are pretty obvious moments of like, hey, why, hey, why aren't we show the dragons more? It's like, well, we can't afford to show them more. Like, like I don't like, think going I enjoy into, is go ahead. Like going into this last season, it seems like this is going to be their fucking like. This is going to be their money. I was about to say, didn't they kick it up again with um, uh, the uh, ruler of the White Walkers with his makeup? Uh, yeah, the White King. White King, yeah. Yeah, he looked. Real I fucking heard that good. they. I, I saw that they kicked it up a notch with that, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I, honestly, I was impressed with the uh, makeup and CG work on uh, the White King. I thought that looked fantastic. Oh yeah, like they, they do a real good job with like the practical stuff on it, which is what I like. I mean, that's why I like television that has more themes that are grounded in reality. It's why I was so attracted to Breaking Bad. The only thing that they ever had to deal with in terms of effects, really, or I'd say probably. Um, that season three uh, explosion in uh, a hospital, uh, yeah, with Gus. plane explosion, and that's it. That's all I can recall, uh, to be honest. There's also that time that see, there's also that one time that Walter White ran down to do with his Aztec. See, I I want I like I am I am a, I am an escapist. When I'm watching something, it's to escape from reality. 
But my problem with those shows, movies, etc., is they are so bogged down in their mundanity. It's like, oh no, the Lord Hothquist Pimblebottom has to go and eat his shoes Hold on a now second. because I'm, just, I'm writing this down. I just I'm writing this down for some DD sessions. Go on. <laughs> because he he's eating his shoes because he does not have the money to eat anymore. Oh no! Not there's ru- there's they're running into issues. Come, let us throw they're rocks ru- at him for being poor. <laughs> it's like I don't want to watch people living like dull as dishwater lives, which is ninety eight percent of what a lot of those like. Game of Thrones may be awesome and filled with tons of epic violent scenes, but it's also filled with pissant teenagers getting more authority than they should have and getting to be bosses of people. And then everybody around them beating the well. shit out of them. Yeah, I hate political intrigue. <laughs> I mean, that's what, I kills, that, that's what killed Star Wars, but I thought at least they would have handled it a little bit better considering politics were... Well, what started the conflict in the stories? They they do. I think I think Game of Thrones does a decent job handling the politics, making that shit interesting. They have a good job of getting people who can talk interestingly about yeah, like what mundane the hell is his bullshit. Name? Littlefinger, Littlefinger, yeah, Littlefinger, Littlefinger's in there. Fucking uh, Tyrion. I gotta Tyrion say, as well. I fucking love a lot of Game of Thrones, but I can't watch it because it's fucking boring to me. I and mean, that's fair. It's not for everybody. I mean, so like you said in last time, slow burns are just not your thing. And uh, I'm assuming you weren't a fan of Breaking Bad, right? I watched a little bit of Breaking Bad, but I couldn't get into it because I don't like reality. Like, if I'm going to watch I mean, reality, fine. I want the bad guy caught within like an hour. And I want, uh, or, or at most like four hours, you know, if it's a four par- four parter. Like, that's the only reason I'll watch reality. I watch murder mysteries. That's the That's when I watch reality. I see that in jumping off that, I like the ways that Walter went out of his way to prevent himself from being caught in the ways that it's like, well, he's got to get caught now. He's got to get caught now. But the way he still worms his way out each time just barely, I think that's fascinating that it's not it's not a matter of just like fucking seriously, like no one made connection uh, from point A to point B that he didn't get caught here is more of like, wow, that's sneaky little shit. And then Hank sits down to take a shit and puts it all together. Yeah, Asak Schrader, maybe not the, at the top of his game in uh, season five. <laughs> See, that's I'm, exactly I'm just... the thing for me. I would either want him to be caught guaranteed because he's the bad guy, or I'd want him to start being more fucking altruistic. Well, while I he's the bad guy, and you get, and the, the thing is, you get both. Well, he's the anti-hero, and that's what you like. You're rooting for him. But you also super want to see what happens when he gets caught. And he does get a little more altruistic. Things do start to evolve at a, um, a uh, more fast-paced scale as they take it from some street-level um, business to where they're just shilling out who they can, making around 20000 uh, a week from just local addicts to full-on, you're dealing with the cartels across multiple countries, across uh, both the eastern and western seaboard of the United States, and that's what I like, because it because each season, essentially, is the next tier of business, the next level, if you will. Like, every time... Maybe I'll have higher, to go back and rewatch it, then. I actually I think... It's, I think like, you'll the way like you're, it. 
the way you're describing it, it does sound like something that might appeal to me. And like the way but that you're talking about state- stuff, it sounds like you might be. It sounds like the first season might kind of be the best for you because like he starts out like with not just I'm gonna be the best fucking drug dealer ever. He starts out like, hey, I'm dying of cancer and I want my family to have money. And also another thing of like, oh shit, what I'm doing has consequences not only for, uh, just legally, but also for my family. But also, oh wait. Uh, people might not like the fact that I'm stepping in on other people's game right now, their territory, if you will. That's where the whole classic, stay out of my, stay out of my territory, or whatever the hell it was. I can't do Walter White. I can't, I, I, not a good pretend, like, I can mimic his vocals, but that's where all that stuff comes in. My favorite thing about that is the guy who, uh, played him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Brian Cranston. Went to... Brian Cranston, Yeah, Brian Cranston went to a con dressed as himself. Yeah. That was... And that is my favorite thing uh, about that. He had one of those giant (laughs) Uncanny Valley masks on. (laughs) It was... Because no one thought, hey, maybe that's Brian Cranston. No, but now, forever, anytime someone sees someone in a costume who might has the right build or the right look to them, they're going to be like, I wonder if that's actually the actor in the mask. I mean, I've uh. loved his work for a while, so the fact that I could see him consistently on a... I'm not really sure how often they came out episodes, maybe like once a month. Definitely wasn't he's a, a ver- he's a very good actor, in my opinion. I mean, the fact that um, I got to see more and more of him um on a consistent basis was fantastic because i loved his work breaking bad was great his parts in saving uh, private ryan were great um drive was good i mean the fact that he, he was, was the best Zordon thing in, the... in power rangers he was, was almost enough to thing watch in the godzilla that. movie he was uh, the well, best that's thing why in the that's, godzilla that, that's why i said almost enough for me to watch power rangers i don't know that power rangers movie was all right it was passable. And, I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people who bitches and moans and says, Oh, you're ruining my childhood. Because, like, like it, it was a corny show to begin with. But it just, in and of itself, it's got that whole Transformers vibe going on. You know what I mean? Or it's like everything's, like, super gritty and metallic and, like, ultra CG. It's like you feel like the the... the, the Movie is more CG than actors. Yeah, they really fucked up the, uh, like, the design of everything. And they also kind of fucked up the, uh... One of the things they fucked up was, like, kind of the spirit of, like, kind of the Power Rangers thing. Like, the... the of just a bunch of, of a bunch of teenagers killing monsters on a week-to-week basis. No, not, not even, not even that. It's, not, not even that. Like, they, they kind of took away a couple things that kind of, like, made Power Rangers what it was that ended up kind of fucking the story a bit. And, like, fucking the pacing of things. Like, like, like that movie, I feel like, would have had, like, way more of a, like, a decent... What, you mean, like, Skull and Bulk? Not Bulk and Skull. Like, well, Bulk and Skull, yes. Bulk and Skull are great. Fuck you. Bulk they're irreplaceable. Fantastic. No, I'm saying they're irreplaceable. Yeah, and yeah, we but, didn't even get a reference to them. They did not, which is heartbreaking. But like uh, the, like the morphers and having like the monsters having like having the monsters or like Rita sending out like monsters having Finster fucking make monsters and shit. Like it, it would have to run a bit. It had to run a bit more like you know the fucking TV show or whatever where it had like the where the, like moments of like hey fucking monsters coming out and the Power Rangers go out and save the day and then actually establish the Power Rangers as a thing. They yeah, could, they it's, could da- do that. it's daily life. Yeah, they- it's daily life. Rita summons a monster. Monster starts fucking with them. They try to figure out what it is. They fight the putties. They fight the monster. They lose. They go back. They fight the monster. Beat the monster. Monster gets big. Uh, Megazord comes out. They- a bunch of sparks happen. 
kill the monster. No, I mean, like, not, not even that. Like, like fucking, week. like fucking Rita makes like fucking big, near the beginning of the movie. Rita makes her putties. The Rangers fucking morph and go out and fight him. It's a big fucking thing. But then it establishes the Rangers as an actual thing in this world, as well as establishing a threat of Rita. Then Rita starts getting more powerful. Starts sending out bigger putties. Then they start fucking getting more. Then they start working together more and more. And they try like, hey, we gotta fucking form the Megazord. Oh, we can't because fucking Voltron rules. And then that leads into that whole fucking like campfire scene. Yeah, I heard it was a bunch of it was a good uh, slow burn for a little while when it came down to. Oh um, yeah, like that, that movie is that movie is two and a half. They didn't morph till like near the end of the movie, like the last forty. They minutes, tried right? to will they, won't they? Yeah, which that, was really fucking annoying. That movie is like two hours The Breakfast Club and thirty minutes Power Rangers. That's actually very close. That to what is, I heard the uh, comparison was was Breakfast Club. Yeah, but but it's weird because only three fifths of the cast are actually in the Breakfast Club. The other two just kind of show up randomly. Yeah, yeah that's that another issue weird. that. Like, okay, so Power Rangers movie. Maybe watch the Power Rangers for a little bit. <laughs> so you feel like they didn't really reference back their uh, source feel, material. One guy, like one they... guy on staff knew about the Power Rangers. Yeah, and nobody listened to him. Sounds like the last few Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> Thanks, Ridley Scott. Oh, uh, speaking of which, that uh, speaking of Ridley Scott, I actually happened to see uh, some. I didn't watch the whole thing just because I couldn't. I mean, it was painful. I watched pretty much the most important chunks of the Alien Covenant movie. Who <laughs> <laughs> it is as bad as they say and more. Uh, and it's and it's funny because a guy from the anime podcast was recently on another podcast talking about talking about Alien Covenant and was like, yeah, that was pretty good. Tell him he's wrong. Because he also loved Prometheus. It's his opinion. And everything he thinks is wrong. Your fun is it's wrong, goddammit. Because I was losing my mind with laughter when I saw the first, like, actual, like, it was near, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie where the first, like, real Xenomorph came out in the chestburster. The fact that it was a tiny little gangly baby xenomorph and not the little, like, uh, snake lizard-looking thingy from the original movie. Oh, those things are so cool. Yeah, the, yeah the weird little fucking, like, painful. chest those. Yeah, wasn't that. It was just a tiny, gangly xenomorph, like, six inches tall. I was like, wow, guess nobody watched the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> That is seriously how it feels sometimes when you're watching a movie based, however loosely, on your fandom. It's like, what the fuck? Seriously. Yeah, and it's especially rough when, like, the guy making it made the other one. Oh, yeah, and the fact that, like, no one's butchering it but himself. Yeah. The, the fact that he can't even, the fact that he can't stay in his retirement home and just ride, the, uh, and just sit on his laurels of the fact that he had two phenomenal movies. Well, technically It one, just bothers me. Because James Cameron did the other one. Uh, they were still. I still like Aliens. It's still one of my favorite horror movies. Oh, no, Aliens is great. I'm uh, just saying, like, you can't really get that to Ridley Scott. Half and half. He said that was the universe, and I think uh, James Cameron expanded upon it in a extremely faithful way. Oh hell yeah! Like James Cameron is James Cameron is surprisingly good at doing sequels, like to other people's shit. Yeah, you know James what? Cameron like, oh, for the Power quick. Rangers two movie. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, you'd have to have a good like platform to work with. That's not a good platform. No, like there is something there. There is stuff there they can work on. I, 
I suppose. I know you guys may not like it, but I'm going to stand in the defense of it was an okay movie. I just defended by far, it. By far, it I mean, was yeah, the yeah. best Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I still no like the question. original Power Rangers Turbo movie, just letting you know. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I will defend that movie what to the death. What is wrong with your brain? The fact that I'm fueling this on nostalgia, ignorant nostalgia, is sooner than actual logic. I know what I'm about. <laughs> well, I guess coming soon. I mean, I mean, this is also the person who made Piranha 2 the spawning, so. Yeah, come on, that, that movie's probably alright. Let's check the ratings. Ratings don't mean shit. Three out of ten. Yeah, three they really th- I'm sorry, know. three and a half out of ten on IMDb and a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen worse. I have not. I'm pretty sure, like, 7% the fl- the, the, is They are flying piranhas. Yeah, yeah, that sounds kind of that sounds kind of dope. I mean, I will watch The Shallows sooner than that. Dude, I I've watched I watched both Piranha 3D movies. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Why? Because I'm a fucking idiot. What the original Avatar? God, god, almost 10 years later and we're getting Avatar 2. A thing that no one asked for. Wait. Nope, but it made money Avatar so fuck it. Or Avatar the last Airbender movie. Uh, the James the James Cameron film. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank yeah, God. remember, we do not refer to that movie as Avatar. Uh, that's it's called that movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me put the uh, appropriate inflection. That movie. Well, I have a few movies that are described like that, but you'll you'll know in context. <laughs> <laughs> that is the movie that made me stop calling Shimalababa by his proper name. <laughs> Shamalama M Night Shamalama Ding Dong, M Night Shambala, no, M that's Night cool. Shipping Manifest. Don't, 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 don't give him a night, cool connotation. M Night Shangri La, also cool. M Night Sure Audio Equipment. <laughs> um, as like someone that. who uses Sure Audio Equipment, that insults me. <laughs> M Night Sarkeesian, better. M Ballpark. Night Shaka Bra. That one's just stupid. Yeah, I'm just thinking of any S sound. Any, I'm just thinking of any word that starts with an S. That's his last name. M Night Spaghetti and Meatballs. That's not even. That's not even close to a pun at this point. That's not even like wordplay. That's just insert M. Night meal. Okay, that's enough talking about M Night Mom Spaghetti. I'm sorry. They're they're they're. It's a it's a battle for irrelevance. Let's talk about fucking movies. God damn it, Cap. What are you even watching? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said M. You've been watching MTV. I'm like, well, that's not a movie, but do tell. Yeah, the Shauna Chronicles has been fucking killing it. Uh, I'll say this: one movie I did watch recently, twice within like the last week, just because I was so fascinated by it, was the. Um, uh, I finally saw John Wick Chapter Two. Motherfucker! I never got yes. to see it in theaters. It is I so never good. got to see it in theaters. Which is heartbreaking, but I finally managed to um, pick it up and finally watch it. I've been cr- like, I didn't realize how much I wanted to watch it again until I finally saw it. And holy shit, it was! I'm probably phenomenal. gonna end up seeing that at my bachelor party. Um, I'll say this: it wasn't 
better than the first film yes but it definitely was not worse than the first film like it gave you the exact kind of like enjoyment and wild ride you got in the first film it's like it's like experiencing the first film for the first time again but with just more lore which is what i craved and what i hoped they would expand on and they completely met my met and exceeded my expectations there yeah so and it, i am actually incredibly excited to see what happens in chapter three and it was also just kind of fucking great to see like a deserved sequel oh yeah absolutely like i, I mean I, this I'm, is keanu this is keanu reeves at his best yeah amen and, to that yeah and also like i, I talked about this when the movie first when, the, when i first saw the movie but just that first movie john wick chapter one i guess was now i guess as we're now calling it was a complete story beginning to end. Like, yes, there were questions, but we got a fucking fulfilling conclusion to that story. Everything everything was where it needed to be, and they could have stopped it there, and the movie would have been fucking great. Oh, yeah, totally standalone. But the fact that it, the fact that they left enough room for it to get a se- the fact that they left enough room for it to be able to like expand on a sequel in a meaningful way. And then also, but then also like fucking made that first movie as a full complete thing without having some fucking bullshit cliffhanger in it. Or like oh, some totally. fucking other bullshit. And the fact that, that movie got made purely because of the success of that first original concept movie. Which I love. When was the last fucking I, time that happened? I can't remember. And that's the best Super Mario part. Brothers. I will fight you. <laughs> I will bite you. But just uh, the pure the fact the fact that it 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 got what it deserved purely on its on the recognition of its merit makes me really happy to see because we don't like you said we don't see a lot of that anymore and i thought it was i mean just the fact that it left so many unanswered questions on purpose just it it, it does that whole um that that hellboy thing where like they'll just talk about lore and stuff as if it's already been established and they don't need to uh hold your hand to explain what everything is yeah absolutely and i love it it's like hey you want to earn a coin and you're thinking, what the fuck is a coin? We're slowly learning what a coin is. We're slowly learning what co- sort of intrinsic value it has. And all we need to know is that it's important. There's a lot of them, and people like John Wick have them. Yeah. And, and the fact that oh. we get to see all the little practical uses that just a single coin of those has, then the power that one of them has is amazing. Because it's like, well, what can and can't a coin do at this point? Yeah, and then also like yeah, learning, I really learning need about to see like this movie. Yeah, and then learning about that fucking existence of like the underground assassin world, going into the sequel and seeing that it's like a fucking franchise. Oh yeah, the fact that the Continental isn't just one. Um, and none of this is spoilers by any means. This is just blatantly established plot. Like yeah. it's, it's it's not like some sort of secret reveal. It's just a the Continental is not a hotel for assassins in New York. The Continental it, it, the is Continental an organization. Is, the Continental is essentially a League of Assassins, an international League of Assassins that is incredibly clandestine, that is so clandestine and so en- enigmatic to the point where they can literally just, they're a hotel on the street. They're there. You they're know, not even trying to hide themselves. Yeah. And the you thing know is, the downside I like of playing D&D. What? I want to play this game. <laughs> like, j- just John Wick's World, the game? Yes. I, I would want love to play it. This I constantly game. think about that. I'm like, well, how do you earn coins? Oh. Uh, what what is worth what what's a coin worth? The directors and creators actually have come out and said that a coin is essentially a favor. Like a coin, oh, like a coin has no. That's so cool. Yeah, a coin has no real that's monetary even value. Than I thought. Yeah, a coin has no <laughs> real monetary value because they use a coin to like fucking rent a hotel room and to get a drink at a bar. 
Oh my god, I hear and I was thinking like, oh, they probably just like like a gold coin is worth like ten thousand dollars or something. Just something like just See, like I had assumed that it was a favor from the way you were like, do you want to earn a favor? I was like, that probably. I mean, do you want to earn a coin? I was like, that probably means it's like a favor or something. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. The thing is, I didn't think about it that way, and I love that. That's how I'm thinking about it now. Because all I thought was like, you, you know, when you see it, you think like, oh, it's like a pirate doubloon or something. Like, in, in like say in Treasure Island or something. It's like, oh, it's a gold doubloon. That's it's just it's intrinsically worth like this is a coin, but it's a pirate doubloon. So you, you don't know the exact price. You just know X equals a lot of dollars. But the fact that it's like, it's worth something more abstract than that is so much more satisfying. And I like that a lot. God damn it, caveman. Now that you said it, my head is just going fucking nonstop. <sighs> so cool. You're thinking about writing up, a, writing it into the game or something? Yeah, I just like, hey, if you guys ever want to take a break from the fucking story I got going, I might have a John Wick thing ready. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Like, I thinking- would totally fucking play that. Like, there are then rules you think, for guns. Oh, yeah, D, D, uh, D20 Modern. No, not even... Not, like, no, we in, don't need no, D20 in, Modern. In 5th edition, there are rules for guns. Oh, sick. Like, the worst I just thing... love it's like, because you think about the shots that John Wick has, has of, of his old cache of um assassin's equipment that he hides underneath his uh concrete floor in his basement. Yeah. And you think the rolls and rolls he has of coins, like... At the beginning of John Wick 2, you see a bunch of coins being put out into circulation. Yeah, and, because like, they mint their own currency. Yeah, because they're being those are like stolen and stuff. But you think John has like three cases full that he earned, and I think that's just so awesome. Because now I'm thinking, are his coin? And this is minor spoilers, but I won't develop, delve on it. This will just be for people who know it and people who don't. Is in the third movie, will his coins be worth anything? Hmm. Well, see, that's the thing with a favor. Like, you could devalue his currency, but people are still indebted to him, no matter what might have happened in the second movie. I haven't seen it yet, so I won't make an assumption, but... that And that's the thing. It's like, will you John can't get devalue a, alone? You can't devalue a debt. Yeah, you can't devalue debts. a debt, but you can devalue a coin. Like, well, like, and, like, like, and, like and the debt in, right there, that's the actually the crux of the plot in the second movie is can you do is is what is how much is a debt worth? And I think that is what makes is why I can't stop recommending the first and especially the second film, because that is an interesting, interesting point to expand <sighs> upon. OK, John Wick, number one, that's the one where somebody kills his puppy, right? Yes. I'm not misremembering and, that. And steals his okay. car. Yep. No less important. I just remember there being a scene in John Wick number one where, like, this mafioso asshole kid is like, "Hey, Dad, help me out! John Wick's coming after me!" And John Wick, and he finds out what happened. And the dad's just like, "You're on your own." No, no, it, no. It's not. Oh, it's not even that. It is. It is so much fucking better than that. Like, uh, like what happens is like he brings like he brings in John Wick's car into like an auto shop that is run by the mob that has ties to the Continental. And then he's just like, whose fucking car is this? It's like some assholes. Who cares? It's like, no, seriously. I know this car. This is John Wick's car. Uh, and then what do you do with John Wick's car? And, then everybody and everyone just kind of shits their pants. Like, everyone, like, it doesn't actually happen, but just visibly, you see everyone shit their pants. 
Yeah, and and like the and like this kid is the son of the head of the Russian mob, and so he's like fucking oh yeah I'm hot shit, and then John Wilkes just beats the shit out of him, and then nobody. Because everyone does tries anything. to explain, it's like no 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 my son my sweet baby boy, that's John Wicks. Yeah, it you is, don't it's do great. that. It is like there's like later in to the, John Wick. It is like right after that happened, he fucking goes back and tells his dad. Then so dad calls him, he's like, hey yeah, so I heard you beat the shit of my kid. It's like yeah, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. Uh, the guy just goes oh fuck. Then he calls John, and he's like, Please don't kill my kid. Let's just work this out like men. We can talk this over. And John just hangs up. And, <laughs> and, his, and his second in command's like, Well, what John's, what would Mr. Wick say? And he's like, Enough. <laughs> oh, God. Those guys so know how to, damn good. Those two guys know how to make a fucking movie. They really do. Oh, my God. I think in the third movie, the question that I want answered at this point is, How out there is the Continental? Like, because like I said earlier, that how um they've they're, they're so competent and so in power that they can just be a hotel out on the street across multiple giants across multiple heavily populated cities across the world, and even like uh, a scene in the first movie where John kills a bunch of guys and a policeman comes by and he's like, "Hey, John," and he's like, "Uh, hey, Jimmy." John, I'm, uh, you working again? John's just like, maybe, not sure yet. Like, the policeman knows. So I want to know, so what I want to know is, how, how out there is this, is this knowledge? Do people just, like, kind of try to look away from it? Well, actually, again, uh, uh, there was a, there, there's a bit of a thing with, um, so, Honest Trailers. Screen Junkies, they did like an honest reaction thing with the directors of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and when they sat down, um, they actually did ask them, like, hey, so what's up with that cop guy? And it was essentially like, he just knows. Okay, so he's just one of those people. It's like, you've dealt with me enough at this point that you, that you know what I do. And you just, it's just like, just, just let it go. I'm I just going to let you in on this shit. It, it, don't it's cross it's handled. It, it's handled. You don't need to worry about anything else. It's been a bit. I'm telling you to not worry bit, about anything. It's been else. a bit since I've seen that, so I'm just kind of remembering this, like, like you know, offhand, secondhand memory. But I think that's what they were saying about it. And that's fine. That's that's fair. That's fair. It's still, it's just so fucking cool. And just like I, I could watch either of those movies any number of times. They were both absolutely fascinating and phenomenal movies, and I, I can't sing their praises enough. Yeah. Sorry, I'm watching then. Um, that was the only thing that really held any sort of significance that I saw in the last few days. That I, I definitely wanted to bring. Okay then. So then, caveman. We need to talk about my underpants. Right. Yes, that. <laughs> I see, see, you posted that in chat like a week ago, and I was just left thinking. What? When, when so, we recorded tell, tell last me now, time, Kate. I had only seen one thing, and I wanted to make sure that I remembered it to talk about it. And that one thing was Captain Underpants. Ah, okay, because I was like, my underpants. Um, what? <laughs> I was going a different path. Well, yeah, let's talk about Captain Underpants. Yeah, by all means. Tell me about it. What are your thoughts? I loved this movie. Um, 
first off, anyone who doesn't know, Captain Underpants is a children's book series. It's a tongue-in-cheek adventure book about a man who has superpowers and wears knots but underpants. Well, no superpowers at first, and that's what makes it so fascinating, because it's like, oh, this idiot's running around with no superpowers whatsoever, and in, 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 in a... In, in drapes and in his underwear. Yeah, and he's also doing this because he was hypnotized by two children to make to make him think that he is a character well, from a comic book they were writing. Let's not give away the entire movie. That's the plot. I mean, yeah, Captain but, Underpants but, has been around since like 2004. Yeah, like yeah, that's, but that's the like setup. The first half of that's the first ha- like 20, 30 minutes of the movie though is them dealing with that is them getting to that point. I think it's important. Well, like, like, saying, I didn't like, like saying that the saying that the, like saying that yeah, it's a book series about some guy fucking running around in his underpants. That is grossly misrepresenting what it actually is. Like, yes, that is kind of what it's about, but it's also about fucking Harold and George. Yeah, well, I was gonna get to them in a second because they're, in my opinion, they're really our protagonists. They like, are the protagonists. The period. Whole, like, kind of underpants. The, the title character. I've, they are the characters. The whole advertising would make you, would lead you to believe that they're just like the narrators or some shit for the adventures of Captain Underpants, whereas really the whole movie is about them dealing with their lives, their shit, and coming to terms with, well, having turned their annoying as hell principal into a superhero. Yeah, it it's. It's a weird, weird film that is surprisingly mature for its content. Like, I went into this expecting nothing but potty humor, lame jokes from two comedians that I didn't really like that much, and, you know, groans, moans, and a bit of pain. And instead, I end up laughing my ass off throughout pretty much the entire movie. They even got me with the potty humor... And when I'm expecting a bad joke, I don't laugh at it. When I'm not expecting it, I'll laugh my ass off. But when I'm expecting it, I don't laugh. So, the humor in this movie, first off, like, period, was on time and, in my opinion, perfect. It was absolutely hilarious. I mean, for a series that is 20 years old at this point, I am so happy to see it get the love it deserves. Oh, fuck yeah, it actually is 20 years. Yep, the uh, first book was actually published in 1997. Jesus Christ. Now, I do want to say one thing, and it is my absolute favorite thing about this movie. The children were well-written. Good, because, um... One thing that I was super worried about was, um... What was I thinking of? Who the hell played Harold? Uh, Harold was played by... Thomas Middleditch and George is played by Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. That's what I was worried about. Because I was like, uh, fuck, they're not. I mean, I, I understand the, the stigma that there is against child actors in and of itself. But at the same time, it's like it's Kevin Hart playing like a third grader, fourth grader. Yeah. yeah. He did it perfectly. And honestly, it might be because he's a little childish. Oh. Um. And also because he's short. <laughs> I wasn't going to make that joke. I made the joke. <laughs> Suck it, cart, but, fucking piece of shit. But no, I personally You are shorter than the average male. I, I won't say everything in this movie was perfect, but pretty much, like, 
almost everything was on time. There were only a few moments where I was like, yeah, they held that joke too fucking long. Or, really? You're gonna go with that joke? But there's even a bit where, uh, like, they have a they have a they have a throwback joke a joke that like way earlier in the beginning of the movie comes right back at the end and you're like I can't believe they covered that but it was fucking hilarious <laughs> yes please I'm always happy to see stuff like that yeah I'm never oh, not yeah. I'm never not charmed by just well written humor it it was well written and. I just I had a gay old time. Um though my personal favorite thing about the movie was it wasn't even the like the fight scenes, though those were fucking awesome. It was Well, as awesome way, as a fat man in his underwear can be. Which was pretty damned awesome in my opinion. But it was the way the <laughs> kids processed everything that happened to them. I mean it always took them a minute. But once they realized, okay, we've done this horrible thing, we've done that terrible thing, they actually take steps to try and, well, fix it, make lives better, to be better people. Which is not... So, I like. Even after seeing the beginning, I didn't expect that. Because, seriously, it's a bunch of kids... It's a bunch of dumb kids. Well, it's two well, that's what dumb I love kids. about them is because they're dumb, but they're they're clever. Yeah, like yeah. they're and, clever and well-meaning, and that's why I always was so charmed with them. Yeah, like Harold and George have always been troublemakers, but they're not bad kids. Yeah, no. Um, but again, that was something I was afraid of with the movie. Because seriously, yeah, movies don't really have a good history, especially animated movies of writing like, you know, like. Children. mischievous but good-spirited people it's either like you are mischievous and satan or you are just like really fucking good exactly why i was worried <laughs> exactly why i was shocked i and of course they they did sequel bait a little bit a little which bit, but, but i mean there are 12 sequels apparently so. that's the law now like, if you yeah, don't release I a movie a with some kind of sequel hook in it, then you will be kicked out of the Writers Guild of America. Well, there's I also, I mean, they're, they're short form plots. They're, 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 they're like 50 pages at the most. And when they consolidate multiple villains in that, I'm totally fine with that. That's totally fine. Especially for a children's to... movie. The children's movie wasn't, wasn't deep enough. I'm 38 years old and my Easy Bake Oven doesn't get hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my joke. Just going to say that right now. That goes out to Soul Brother number three. I fucking love your content. I personally don't care if they do... Like, I actually would prefer if they didn't try and consolidate. Because I actually think a 50-page book equates to about an hour-and-a-half movie very well. Yeah, and, like, there's room Which to expand right, but I that. mean, they have plenty to work with. They have tons to work with. Yeah, they Oh, yeah, have, they do. They really fucking do. Yeah, I they, mean, they, they have, have the lot They have 18 years' worth of material to work with. Uh, of which, three years ago... No, two years ago... The latest book came out with what God came oh, out, which still blows is, my mind that they're still coming out. There is one more important thing that I need to cover with this movie. What's they that? included the flipperama. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Yeah, did they yes. really? 
and yes how. they did it was hilarious i'm not going to go into details but there's a very funny funny joke um during the final fight scene and they switch to the flipperama for a portion of it and like the flipperama ends on a cliffhanger and they're like wait what happened to the flipperama and he just is like i ran out of pages oh <laughs> uh, okay i'm sold yes. if they have that i'm yes. sold i'm gonna see this movie <laughs> There's a sock puppet segment, and they like, like include credits for fabric artists. It's just brilliant. It is so good. This movie is. Just that says awesome. they put a lot of love into this into this adaptation of the series, and they respected it a lot to go above and beyond. At the and very least, the that makes me happy cared. to hear. Uh, well, I mean, I production as well, because I mean, they have fabric artists, like you said, accredited in the in the ending of the film. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know if the voice actors all cared. Though, honestly, given the performances that were turned in, I kind of am wondering if Kevin Hart is a secret Underpants fan. I mean, it's been around for 20 years. If he isn't, his kids are. Yeah, this seems like this seems like a fucking kid. This seems like a project for your kids, especially like, like at their age. It's like, hey, son and or daughter. I say and or, and or, because I'm open-minded. Um... See that thing that you love? I was in that. And yeah. I like that. I think that I, th- I, I, I am definitely going to see this movie. You have sold me on it. I also just kind of want to read the, like, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, review thing because whoever fucking wrote this, they know. They know what they were writing. Go ahead, dummy. With a tidy plot, clean animation, and a humor that fits its source material snugly. Cat and Underpants, the first epic movie, <laughs> is entertainment that won't drive a wedge between family members. God damn it. They know. They fucking know. They're just sitting there like, alright, how can I alright, I need to put in at least like three underwear jokes. How the fuck can I work this in? And they worked it in marvelously. Yeah, and there's also the one the fucking great thing that I talked about last week. I think, like, last episode that wasn't that didn't get up, uh, from Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's a kid's movie that won't make grown-ups want to manually remove their own toenails! Oh. Highest praise a movie can get, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's, there's that. See, I'm the guy who watches kids' movies for fun, so... Like... I appreciated this movie. Because I appreciate movies of all walks as long as they're written and directed well. Because the content don't matter as long as it's done, as long as those two factors are met. Make a good movie, people. I mean, that's what makes a good movie a good movie. Being a good movie. Well, written and directed well. Like, I mean, that's why, like, um. I mean that's why that's why like stupid nonsensical humor still has such a uh, direct line to my funny bone. Is, is if it's funny, it's funny. Yeah, I'll give an amen to that. So, anything else, gave man? Well, I also went to uh, see Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, that did come out recently. Yes, it did. How was it? Well, um, I have an opinion on it, and that is that I want to see more of her. Good. So it's a DC I, movie that didn't suck. Oh, no. Yes, far it from it. Given it me, is 
It has given me the mildest taste of hope towards the DC franchises. Oh, it's not Zack goddamn Snyder, so... Uh, He's he's still got a story credit. Which might explain the ending. Which will I mean? We I just really, I just we won't get into I, it. We won't we won't get too deep into the ending. Um, I saw the movie. Gay man seen the movie. Uh, we won't get too deep into the ending because the movie's still relatively new. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you guys know you never have to worry about stuff stuff like that with me. I'm yeah, also explicitly saying the people spoil me. <sighs> people. Yeah. Remember, this is a, this is a show that technically has an audience. <laughs> But, um, I know, hilarious, but... Overall, what would you give it? Out of ten. Out of, I feel like out of five is too strangling. Of well, considering this website runs in a five scale. I what? have to take off half a star just right from the get because I guessed who the main bad guy was. Of course, that's fucking easy as hell. I yeah. mean, was it an it... evil version of Wonder Woman? Nope. No. Then well, no, no, already no, no, better no, I mean... than most Marvel movies. <laughs> What I mean is, like, they try to keep it mysterious as to who the bad guy is. Like, who? Because they're disguised or some crap. No, no, really no. It's not, it's not even mysterious. Ooh, it is, it. Like, 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 Danny Houston is shown as the bad guy for the entire, for all the marketing. Really? Yep. Every single trailer, fe- every single trailer shows Wonder Woman fighting Danny Houston. It felt like they were trying to keep that a secret. No, not at I mean, all. I saw it. I just didn't really think about it. I was just like, "Yep, that, yeah, yeah, that is, just like, that hey, is that's, bad man." Hey, this German guy. He is the he's the villain. He is the fucking yeah. Everything's fucking all horrible with him. And then the ending happens, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I fucking called that because this guy showed up five minutes into the fucking movie." Okay, so DC aside, superheroes aside, as a movie itself, how was it? Uh, on our on our rating scale here on DustWorldProds.com, if I was writing a review for this, I would give it three point five out of five. I'd give it four out of five because I genuinely had a gay old time with it. As did I. It's just uh, it's just like I found the the ending was a real fucking drag, and I really wasn't a fan of any of the effects work. See, I thought the effects work was okay, and the ending, while predictable, wasn't actually that big a deal on me, because they actually did manage to get a small amount of emotion out of me when the sidekicks were in danger. Yeah, like, that's good. They, they do a decent job with, uh, like, the sidekick crew. Um, yes, they do have a Native American guy named Chief, but it was the 1910s. Yeah, I honestly get more mad when a movie tries to, like, hide the racism of the period. It's like, motherfucker, come on, really? You gonna pretend like y'all wasn't calling them all chief? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I like Legends of Tomorrow for actually showing racism during the Civil War. Yeah, and then having all the racists be eaten by zombies. Oh, that was a good Hmm. part. That made me smile. I just happened to look that up who the uh, visual effects the uh, visual effects department uh, were for Wonder Woman, and one Wonder of them was, Woman. and the main one uh, was double negative, which is shocking if you say that it wasn't as a uh, visually impressive as he thought it would be. I mean, they've done things oh, no. from it, it, I, I, Halt, that shitty alien comedy, to uh, uh, some of the most recent. Um, Star Trek films. 
Yeah, this yeah, the, the all the CG in this like it the the all the CG work in this mainly goes toward essentially the CG version of Wire Foo. Mm. Like you want to have these yeah. char- like you want to have these characters doing like big over the top motions, but they aren't really you know we can't really get fucking people doing that, so let's just fucking like CG them doing it. And it either looks like and so it either looks like a fucking like cutscene from a really terrible video game, or it looks like somebody like photoshopped a person's face. Like like a still like a still like not great resolution JPEG of the actor's face onto a 3D model. Maybe those portions, the more the more human centric portions, were dedicated to um, NPC. And but it's and it's real fucking weird too because like like a a lot of the action they actually do a, they actually do a fairly good job of like kind of straight up wire foo. Because moving uh, it, uh, the VFX uh, studio called Moving Picture, um, they do a lot of human centric stuff from what I'm seeing from just some of their uh, demo reels. And what are the more recent one uh, examples of their work? They worked on the Jungle Book live action adaptation. And by live action, I mean one person that and John everything Favre else one. is CG. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff has that like this is blatantly CG thing going on, so maybe it was that maybe maybe they were part of the more humanistic versions of that. Maybe I don't know it. Yeah, like that that ending. I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get like real deep into spoilers or anything, but I'm just gonna say like how the ending goes is Wonder Woman and Steve are talking, and Steve's like, "Hey, sometimes people are just bad. Like maybe there is no God of War. God of War shows up immediately." Yeah. Uh, yeah, she also is stubbornly refusing, like, to stop being naive, like, for most of the film. Like, she is, like, this is the guy, and refuses, which is another reason why I was like, that can't be the guy. Because it's like, if that's the guy, then this is pointless. But there was another big, 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 big mess. <laughs> problem I had with this movie and that's that it killed all the fucking Greek gods <laughs> that's a little boring yeah yeah it, so yeah, she said in, Zeus is a kind of a huge deal in the DC universe yeah in the <laughs> mythos in the mythos of this world um Ares like, like Zeus created humanity then Ares made them all go to war and then Ares started killing all the gods which is weird because Zeus can slap Superman's shit with no effort whatsoever. Yeah. So the fact that Ares toppled over Zeus is a little strange to me. Yeah, and like I, I would have, I would have actually been like a bit more into it if it had have been. This is it, okay. I, I have an idea for like an alternate way this movie could have gone that I think might have worked better, but I can't really talk about it because again, spoilers for people at home. If but if in the if in the next few episodes Cap sees it, then I can go into that because 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 at that point because at that point we'll have a reason to get back into it. It's not just me going. Hey, is this my this is my Wonder Woman movie idea? And at that point, we'll also be past the statute of limitations for a movie this big. I mean, I probably won't end up seeing it just because I've been turned off to DC films for quite some time now. As just, have I. DC universe in and of itself is just inherently boring to me. Yeah, well, it's I just justify. Well, also the fact that it is like hot horseshit garbage. 
Like, like, not even that. It's just like, the DC so universe just kind of bores me. BVS, Batman vs Superman, is one of the worst films I have ever seen. It's also one of the worst films of all time. I yeah, I won't give I won't give it the credit. Despise that those. movie. That movie is abhorrent. Well, it's also just embarrassingly bad. Yeah, but it's but, just kind of nonsensical with most of its writing. But like even even seeing that, even like having that thing paint my entire idea of the DC cinematic universe, I was still like, "Yeah, hey, it could be good." And I when I saw it, it turned to be good. Like if it's it's it has a lot of similarities to that uh to the that first Captain America movie, where it is mm-hmm. where it is like more or less a period piece with a superhero in it. Nah, I think Captain America still st- uh, was held together a bit stronger. At least the writing made sense. At least it didn't try hard at anything. Yeah, no, I'll get, I'll handle it. I mean, the that. whole the whole the whole piss in a jar running thing they did that was that was just awkward and stupid. I'm, I'm not I'm not comparing I'm not comparing BVS to Captain America. I'm comparing Wonder Woman to Captain America. Oh, I see. I would um, I would never. Yeah, no, I, I can would, respect that. I would never compare BVS to Captain America. Captain America was a good fucking movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can respect that comparison, then. I can definitely see where you're, coming, where you're drawing from there. I, I, I think that's a healthy comparison to make. Yeah, like, they, they really took just a lot of fucking cues from that. I'm just having, like, this fucking, oh, gosh, G. Willikers kind of person at the, as their, like, lead character. Just doing all this shit while everybody else is, like, having real war around them. But unlike, but unlike in Cap, they actually do spend some time characterizing each of the fucking sidekicks. Because in Cap, it's like, hey, I'm the Korean one. I'm Dum Dum Dukin, because you know me from the comics. And then the other ones. <laughs> and other. Yeah, meanwhile in, meanwhile, in this, we got fucking Charlie, the sniper who can't shoot people. We got Because fu- he's experienced too much war. Yeah, we got Sammy, the fucking spy who just wants to be an actor. We got Chief, the guy with the grenade tomahawks. There's more to him than that. He is Chief. The wise man who plays both sides of the battlefield because he no longer feels a connection to any side, given what happened to his own people. Yeah, Big Boss would have a field day with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. He is. He is kind of. Him in Outer Heaven would be fucking cool. That's. He sounds like an MGS character. But no, there's a really, there's a really fucking great line with him. It might be one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, where where Wonder Woman is talking to Chief and Chief, you know, mentions what happened to his people, and it's like. It's like, what happened to your people? It's like, who did this? Who did all these horrible things to your people? And the chief just looks over at Chris Pratt, just like his people. Yeah, that is a great line, a great read, and well, it's just, it's a great, like, it's a wonderful commentary on the nature of human humans and conflict. And oh, I actually really like this movie. It's good. <laughs> if it just hadn't made a lot of stupid mistakes, it has problems, but it is a good movie. Hmm. Like I would love to give this movie higher it. than it was than I am because I would love for this movie to actually be a herald of the end of the dark age of comic book movies for DC. But I mean, no, we'll like, see. that's, that's the thing. Like, this, the this movie Justice is movie this movie is kind of right now objectively the biggest movie for various reasons. It is well. A, there's also a lot of retarded conflict around it. Oh no, no, there is, but like, like in terms of just like what it is, it is a DC universe, DC extended universe movie. The first one that's good, 
It is a huge blockbuster movie with a lead female character directed by a female. Who doesn't wear a mask, which was one of the things that some of the assholes who didn't want a female comic book movie being made said wouldn't work. Oh, female characters can't wear masks because they have to be pretty. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's just a weird yeah. comparison period. Like, like, how many fucking times do you think fucking Iron Man or Captain America are, are out there without their masks on? They're pretty, too. <laughs> you gotta show the money. Fuck, Black I mean, Panther. If you're gonna, if you're gonna but, hire this but, actor, you might yeah, as well show him. Yeah, Black Panther coming out soon, that's gonna have, like, fucking 20% in mask, 80% out of mask. Chadwick Boseman you is a good-looking guy. Marvel? You know what this means, Marvel? You've got to respond... By making a Black Widow movie, finally. <laughs> and give her a mask. Does have Scarlett Johansson the entire time wearing a mask? character! <laughs> yeah, she's I know, a but spy. everybody... We've had everybody, spy movies! Everybody's been crying for a Black Widow movie, and crying sexism because we weren't going to get one. Give but us what a, I want is for Ant-Man 2 to be focused around the Wasp, is what I really want. Yeah, I mean, she's a title, she's a title character now. So presumably she won't be playing fucking second fiddle. I just want Fox to realize that they're never going to make a good X-Men or Fantastic Four movie and give them back so we can have reboots no, in the Marvel No, they keep Fantastic Four. <laughs> that will never happen. Fox is going to fucking... They keep Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fox has decided that that's the hill they're going to die on. <sighs> and they are dying. Because their X-Men movies, other than Logan, have been awful. Logan wasn't really an X-Men movie. Logan wasn't an X-Men movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because like that's the thing that I never always says. Well, Logan was a good superhero movie because it didn't feel like a superhero movie. Because it wasn't. <laughs> it really fucking wasn't. It was the Last of Western. Us. With, it was the Last of Us with knife with knife hands. McBubstab. <laughs> McBubstab. <laughs> so dead. What have you? What have you seen? Oh no, I've got one more thing. Yeah, he has other things. I've got a TV show. <laughs> oh, do tell. Okay, so who here has heard of the book series Redwall? Ah, I think so. I know what you're segueing into. So there's a very, very wonderful fantasy book series called Redwall. And this book series is focused around the Abbey, Redwall. And all of the crazy-ass shitburgers that happens at Redwall. Now, Redwall, as a book series, is fucking amazing. I love it. I own, like, three of the books. I reread them every chance I get. Well, every chance I get that I'm in the mood for them. And then I found out there was a TV show. And I found this out by turning PBS on on one Saturday and seeing the TV show running. And I then proceeded to spend every Saturday afternoon watching Redwall. Making sure to check the the TV guide listings so that I would make sure not to miss Redwall. Now, How was being it? a massive... What? How was it? Well, it's fucking awesome. But being a massive nerd, I go back in my late 20s. Uh, like, I want to rewatch this show from my youth. So I try and find it. So this is a three-season show, as far as I know. Each season, 13 episodes. To buy the first season would cost me a minimum of seventy dollars. 
Jesus. Whew. Yeah. Now, if I wanted to get it on a service that I was not guaranteed to keep it, Amazon, I could get it for 40 but to get the DVDs, it would cost me 70 Now, I went ahead and did the appropriate thing and paid for my delicious, delicious show. But, seriously, PBS, whoever's in charge of this, put out, put out the show, because the show is possibly one of the best adaptations I've ever watched. It is... What media... Uh, what, 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 uh medium is it in uh it's animation um 2d animation uh, hand-drawn i think Ooh. i'm pretty sure it's hand-drawn because i'm pretty sure this is back when hand-drawn was still common yep it was made by canada-based um, company nelvana and french-based company alphanim yeah well because this is a voice acting... animated series produced by canada britain and france well, congratulations, Dead Man. I love something you guys did. That's not uncommon. And it's and it's it's also weird. It's also available in English, French, Arabic, Hebrew, and Maori. Interesting. Well, this show is the voice acting, at least for the English version, is on point. It is beautiful. Um the animation is fairly fluid. The story is great course it's based on a great book so that's not that hard to imagine how faithful and oh very faithful like it the main character I, it of the first season since... is voiced by a guy named the main, the main character of the first season is voiced by a guy named tyrone savage i won't hold that against him <laughs> but it's fairly loyal um if you can find it if like if somewhere in your country is airing the show i highly recommend watching it because this show is so good. It is very well written. Very, very, very well drawn. It's very well animated. It is overall a marvelous, marvelous piece. I'm... I can't speak... Uh, I can't speak too much... Uh, I can't think of anything to say against it. Of course, I'm also a fanboy. So to gi let's give you an idea of what the story's like. I'm just going to do the first season. Um, there are three seasons. In my opinion, the second season is possibly the best season. Because the first season is a, is a hero's journey. It is our main character, Matthias, discovering his destiny, rising to the challenge, and then defeating said challenge. Which, you know, we've seen done a thousand times. What where this where this uh, season and the show really lies in is all the characters around him. Matthias is a young impressionable monk who, in his youth, was just some random village kid until a villain named Clooney the Scourge shows up and burns his village to the ground, almost killing him. His sister then carries him to Redwall on her back and dies from exhaustion. Within the wall, within the edge of the walls, like she can see the walls, and she just collapses down. And she, they're brought in, and then the young boy Matthias is informed that his sister is dead. He becomes a monk, and over the years, we see him grow and develop. We see him develop a crush on a young maiden called Cornflower, who is the standard. I may be a girl, but I'm more than just a girl. Girl character of this time. Um, mm -hmm. 
Then there's Constance the Badger, who is basically every scary, like, middle-aged woman who's built like a brick house you've ever heard of. <laughs> this this woman is harsh, she's she's dangerous, but she's also sweet and loving. There's Old Mouse Methuselah, and all of the main characters are like mice, badgers, rabbits, shit like that. Yeah. There's the Old Mouse Methuselah, who's like, I know everything about this abbey, and it is my duty to disseminate the plot in the first four episodes until I die! <laughs> I borrowed you, assholes! Yeah, I'm sorry, I can remember bits and pieces of this. There's the Because I remember when it was massively popular. Oh, Redwall. Redwall, yeah, Redwall is huge. It's probably why it's so expensive. But there's the Abbot, who is kind of a bit of an asshole in the beginning. There will be no violence. We shall not fight. We shall just hold up in our abbey and pray they leave. Kind of an asshole, in my opinion. Um, of course, I'm a, I'm the well. If they're not gonna respond to peace, let them respond to violence, kind of person. Yep, um, I got fucking 19 barrels of boiling oil. Let's fucking do this shit, dog. <laughs> well, not boiling oil, boiling porridge. Uh, <laughs> there is an episode where the rats try and dig their way in, and they are met by having boiling porridge dumped on their heads. <laughs> oh god, the flavor is so bland and it burns. Uh, yeah um but then there's also characters like basil stag Hare, who has the most interesting name in my opinion because he's got a first middle and last name and he's a rabbit who is a soldier who served under an owl well he helped he saved the owl's life but the way like their military structure is built up it sounds like he served with him so, I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if there was a great woodland war where owls fought alongside rabbits, fought alongside cats, or something. It, I mean, probably. It's a, it's, it's a weird, weird thing. There's the shrews, which is just this, it's, like, they have, they're, they're a one-joke character, and they're a group of characters. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the, the entire group is one character, and that character is, let's put it to a vote. They're cowardly, but they're also, they also are brave when it comes time to be, and whenever one of them acts out against the one-note joke, it's actually really, like, either poignant or funny. So... Um, then there's one of, another one of the main villains. Um, the entire time we're watching the show, every time we see a character slip off or go to do something and be assholes, every once in a while that asshole hears something slithering in the grass. Asmodeus. Was a wasted villain. <laughs> they could have done so much more with this guy. He would have been so much cooler if he had actively been a threat to either side. Because... He is fucking cool. He's got hypno eyes. He's got fuck. He's fucking like ten times the size of any of them. Big enough to gobble one of them up in a single bite. And all we get to see of him is a glimpse, a few uh, references every once in a while to how dangerous he is, and then he gets killed. 
he is a wasted villain, and I'm so sad about How that. How long is the because, animated series? Uh, 13 episodes. Each episode is about 30 minutes. And there's so, only yeah, one they, season? Uh, there are three seasons. Um, oh, the second well, season. Go. The second season covers Iron Beak, and the third season covers Madame Mayo. How far into the books would you say that is? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I know Matameo was his own book, but I think Ironbeak and Clooney were in the same, uh, were in the first Red Wall, but I cannot recall. It has been, like, my, I don't even have my copies here to look. Cause... Looking it up how, now, many, uh, how many how many volumes of the books are there, anyway? Oh, I don't fucking know. I, last, I che- last I checked, I saw somewhere online that there were six, but I don't know. Um, well, looking at looking at the internet... Uh, it says there are 22 Redwall books. Jesus. Wow. With the last one coming out in 2011. No and way Redwall, the TV series still writing them. Yeah, and Redwall, the TV series. Uh, first season was based on Redwall. Second season, Matameo. Third season, Martin the Warrior. That's not right. That's what it says in this internet thing. Still impressed. I don't remember see- ever seeing a season based on uh, Martin the Warrior. Yeah, according to this, uh, and hmm, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, um, wait, are there four seasons? I mean, hey, more for you to watch. Yeah, there are four seasons, not... Okay, so they came out with a season after... That season never aired on uh, PBS. That's why I didn't know. Ah. Well, that, expi- that, that explains it. Yeah. Still, though, more to watch. Anyway. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Alrighty then. So... For me, aside from Wonder Woman, I've been kind of on a sci-fi series kick. Accidentally. And I mean like sci-fi, the TV network sci-fi. You might know, you might know them better as Siffy. Yeah, so the kind Go of the only on. thing kind of the only things I watched were just three Siffy original series. One of which is Canadian. Hmm. Didn't think they had a... Uh... Canadian only series for sci-fi. Uh, I'm 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 pretty sure it's Canadian because it has like fucking Roger Cross and David Hewlett in it. We're talking Sci-Fi Channel, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian production. Did it ever air in America? Uh, yeah, on Sci-Fi. Yep, yeah, it's Canadian Canadian Sci-Fi series. Um, aired in Canada on Space and aired in America on Sci-Fi. I'm still mad about that name change. Yep. So anyway, Dark Matter is a show that I think you might like a lot, Caveman. Given I've how... watched the first season of it. Yes. Uh, it <laughs> did you did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's cool. Yeah, I I so, caught uh, it on Netflix. So. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, it. Um, Dark Matter is about six people who wake up on a spaceship with no memory of who they are, how they got there, or why they're why they're on the ship. 
they named themselves in the order they woke up. So everybody's name is, you know, a number one through six. And they have an Android. They call her Android. When did this come out? Uh, it started airing a couple years back, uh, I think in. So it's relatively modern. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning airing in 2015. Oh, yeah. They just so started. Go on. Yeah. They just started the third season a couple weeks ago. Oh, neat. Yeah. So. This is a really cool fucking series. They do a lot to um, like help help establish this universe, um, build it up. Like the like in this universe, um, there is the Galactic Authority, which is kind of you know the big overseeing body of fucking government. Then there's also the corporations because because it is a future thing made in the made in the fucking teens, the twenty teens. Then it's about a future where corporations have taken over the government. So what were they doing on said ship? Uh, it turns out they're a group of mercenaries. The, in fact, the most lethal and well-known mercenaries in the galaxy. So much so that people think they're aliens. Yeah, like when Speaking they, of which, are they? Are they humans or are they alien uh, They are all humans. Uh, so far, there has been no proven signs of alien life. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they are on the, they're on the Raza. They're the crew of the Raza. Um, they are the most wanted people in the galaxy. And after getting their memories erased, uh, they actually start helping people using their fucking using their using essentially their muscle memory from when they were just the world's the universe's greatest killers to kind of just help people and also help themselves while fucking over the Galactic Authority. So what would you say makes this uh, show stand out so much to you and why you stuck with it? Uh, I like the universe. They do a really good job of building this universe in a way that is kind of believable to me. Like one of the things they introduced that I actually really fucking love is the idea of like vacation and long distance traveling via cloning. Huh? Explain. So, so there are the, so what essentially happens is there's this pod you lay down in it. The pod scans your brain, gets like a map of your brain as well as your like genetic profile. And then makes a copy of you with, with the same brain and memory stuff that you had when you when you went when you went into the pod somewhere else in the universe from a different pod basically the only so way teleportation like the, could work with current technology i was about to say so it's it's the very more rustic version of teleportation yeah so then so then what happens what happens to the old you uh, the old you stays in that pod and is essentially just like put to sleep until your other clone either gets back into his pod or dies so essentially, it's kind of like a I'm trying to find an appropriate analogy. It's essentially just kind of uh, save states, if you will. Yeah, pretty much. Like if like um, if your clone goes out and does a bunch of stuff, then comes back to the pod, uh, the brain is then scanned again, and any and any new memories that he made are then transferred back over to you. But if your clone dies without, but if your clone dies before getting back to the pod, then any memory that that clone made is just gone, and you essentially just wake up having just been put, having remembered being just put into the pod. I like that as a story point. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's a cool story point. They do they do some interesting stuff with it. Uh, like, there's one character, one is his name, and it's learned it's learned uh, like I think midway through season one or something that he is not who he thinks he is. Like That's he, part about the show. I can actually remember the characters' names. Yeah, so he thinks that he is Jace Corso, 
who's been running with his crew. Turns out he's an entirely different guy who got surgery to make himself look like Jace in order to infiltrate the crew and kill one of the crew members. Yeah, this is a show that takes the convoluted plot and just like just like puts it all up on the board but gets away with it because no one actually remembers what they were supposed to be doing. So yeah. we can actually get a little bit of fun exposition going while, you know, still actually being confused as fuck as to the deep, uh, well, facts yeah. and figures about the plot. Yeah, it works really well because like, kind of we are learning everything about the universe as they're learning it. Did they explain why they couldn't remember anything in the first season? I can't remember. Uh, five did something. Okay. Do the we not? So we don't know. In the first season, we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Uh, we we eventually learn. Um, I think in the second season or something like five did something, and now she has all their memories in her head. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and and five is the youngest. Like she is played by uh, Joe Del Furland, who some of you may remember as being the little girl in Thailand. But yeah, she she's nope. there. Uh, she is uh, the youngest I'm one. I'm sorry, not ringing any bells. Yeah, Tideland was a Terry Gilliam movie about a kid living in a fucking field. It was weird. I was about to say that's. I'm sorry, but that sounds miraculously boring. It sounds like a Terry Gilliam movie. Anyway, uh, yeah. So she kind of has. She is like this fucking amazing, awesome hacker person because she's one of them youngins, youngins in the computers, one of the youths. But yeah, it turns out she wasn't actually a member of the original crew. She just kind of stowed. She's kind of stowed away on board, and then got put into fucking stasis as they were going on their fucking however long journey to where they were going. And then she also got her memory wiped. Hmm. Yeah. So and several of them aren't who they think they are. Yes, and what's also really cool is they. This show is not afraid to shake things up. Like of the original cast, so so of, so there were seven original cast members: one, two, three, four, five, six in the android. Left on the ship right now are two, three, five in the android. Yeah, they're very willing to kill off their own uh, staff, aren't they? Like, n- not only kill them off, not, not, not only kill them off, but like put them on like whole different story paths and also make them villains. Right now, yeah, right now in season three, the main antagonist is four. Yeah, I remember that. I'm willing to give this a shot. Sounds neat. Yeah, and they're also. I remember. uh, I remember for like causing. I I can't remember. I need. I need to go back and rewatch this. Yeah, like like, at the beginning of it, four. He was a. He was the uh, disgraced son of the emperor of essentially space Japan. Oh my. Yeah, like they they do they do a good job with they do a good job with that stuff like having the, having the like the more feudalistic style of of Japanese rule, but also with like space shit. Do a good job with that. And yeah, he was a part of the crew. He was running with them for a while. And then he started like getting the idea of, oh, wait, maybe I can get my fucking kingdom back. He then get he then like has his memories planted back into his head. Because they can just do that. But a bunch of the but most of the crew has decided not to because they like who they are now. And so then he goes back to his fucking kingdom, kills the kills the ruling family there right now, takes that bitch over and then begins hunting down the crew of the Raza trying to steal their shit. Uh, what what importance does that have to? What importance does that hold to him? Uh, they have a they have this thing called a blink drive, 
It is an experimental piece of technology that is essentially teleportation. Like real teleportation. Yes, it folds yeah. space. Yeah, it folds space time so that they just blink out of existence and then blink up somewhere else instantaneously. Hmm. Making them essentially it's the, the most powerful drive. people in the galaxy. And so and so uh and so uh his so Four's organization is currently at war. And so what they want to do is he wants to take the blink drive, have it studied by the scientists, and then put and then equip it into every single one of their ships. So he has a fleet of teleporting battle cruisers. Sounds pretty metal. Yeah, it does. And another thing they're doing is they are kind of getting real heavy into the like sentient AI shit. Oh, me. Yeah. So, um, early, so around season two, they start to, they start beginning to sh- like show signs that the Android on the ship is like gaining sentience and like real, like real intelligence to it. And they have been building on that more and more. They've like shown that there is a whole like fucking organization of sentient androids out there just kind of living their lives. They have like fucking chips installed in them so that they're able to act more human. It's essentially like the uh, like the emotion chip from data, but way, way more advanced. All right, I see. Because so it, it doesn't make them laugh uncontrollably and tell terrible jokes. No, it yeah, makes weird. It makes them act like people. Because normally androids, they even even if even if the androids are feeling things, they will still like walk around. They're very stiff in their motions. They talk very robotically and very direct and to the point. But putting that chip, and all of a sudden, like, hey, I can fucking walk like a person. I can adjust my level of speaking. I did my hair. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, and uh, in the last couple episodes, they also started. They also introduced this idea that a person who died their mind was kept alive in like a fucking like sub server of their life of their like their life like this weird like li- like metal alert pod that they were in kind of kind of like the kind of like the cloning thing but it but like instead of like deleting it or whatever uh five managed to like keep it and put it on like this separate partition on the ship's main drive so now there is a person just living in their computer wouldn't you like to play no, no, it's not even not even like a fucking Dave thing uh, or like a Hal thing. It is just a straight up like an actual person. Well, here's my curiosity: what's to prevent a person from making multiple clones of themselves? Uh, laws and regulations. So nothing. Well, we'll I was also, about to say. It we'll seems also, like people are not very keen on following those. Uh, so they like the way that the pod, the way that, like the pods are set up. Kind of the thing is that. Is it like if a person goes into the pod and they try to leave it before time is up? I think that a clone like just straight up fucking dissolves. Okay, I see. Like there, there, there are a bunch of safeguards in place to keep that from happening. Okay. Dark Matter is really cool. If you got a chance to check yeah, it out, it check it out. Um, the first season is all if on Netflix. If you like sci-fi, give it a look. Yeah, the first season is all on Netflix. Um, you can find the other seasons elsewhere. That show's cool. Another show that is. Cool, but in a totally different way. Blood drive. Oh. <laughs> I want to see it, but I don't want to see it. You know? It's like so, the mature adult part of me is like, 
Now doesn't this look like the most contrived and childish nonsense? And then there's the caveman part of me that's like, yeah, blood drive! Woo, let's do this! So I'm assuming you've seen trailers for it then. I've seen a lot of trailers for it. It's like all that YouTube shows me right now. Cap, have you? <laughs> I have not. Uh, this is This is all new to me. So Blood Drive is a grindhouse homage TV series about a Death Race 2000 style death race where the cars are fueled by human blood. Hmm. Yeah, like it starts out with a lady. Okay. It starts out with a lady, our main lady, just kind of driving along and she gets attacked by two dudes. Um, at this point, um, at this yeah, uh, the, the storyline of it is that uh, it's set in the year 1999. Uh, and a horrible fracking... Man, I don't know why they keep setting shit so far in the future. Yeah, and a horrible fracking accident has caused a giant schism to open up, splitting the United States in half. Uh, but in there, they found just, like, straight-up magic. They mined for mana, and they found it. Yeah, and so an or- so a company called Heart has kind of like basically taken over the world. They like they have um they own law enforcement. They have their hands in essentially everything. And is revealed in the third episode, or I guess I guess the end of the second episode, that Heart is running the blood drive. And so the blood drive is just like I said, death race. Where you need to get to an air, we need to get to a certain like finish line. It's like a rally race. We need to get to a certain finish line. If you finish last, your head explodes. Oh, okay. So uh, when when did this come out? By the way, when when is this? Uh, it came out a couple weeks ago. TV. Oh. Yeah, it's three episodes deep. And yeah, so it starts, uh, starts out like lady gets attacked by two dudes. Like you mean you mean you mean waste fucking half a tank of gas. Then he tries to rape her, so she pulls out her gear shifter and just fucking stabs him. Then feeds him to her engine block. Yeah. Because because like she opens up the fucking engine and there's just fucking blood and gore everywhere, and the engine with like the carburetor on it just starts like fucking ma- like mashing back and forth like fucking teeth. Because that's how she feeds her mm. car. This seems like a really bad. 2004 action movie action horror no it is it's it's kind of it's kind of a straight up comedy like they they know what they're doing a comedy they know what they're doing is dumb as hell like they know this is a fucking this is a relatively self-aware series like the people like the people acting in it play it as straight as they can because that's kind of how you got to do this shit like okay i'm seeing the uh i'm seeing like posters and like stuff for it now Okay, I, I I understand what kind of show this is now. Yeah, and I really do have to give props to kind of like everybody in this. Like everybody in it is kind of given it. Like even if the even if the acting isn't that great at times, like they are trying, and that is really what I need from something like this. Like if if this if people went into this and it was just like yeah we're making this dumb fucking thing, so I'm fucking play it over the top, blah, then I would just be I would fucking hate this. But the fact See, that now I want, since you said Blair, I want the cars to talk with bad Transylvanian accents. The cars don't talk at all because they're not really alive. I want the cars to talk with bad Transylvanian accents. You want them to talk? Watch monster trucks. Don't. Huh. Huh. Don't. Don't. Why would you even say that? <laughs> huh. 
Yeah, uh, and every episode, kind of like the thing they're touting is that every episode will have some other as like some other genre element from like a. Oh, this! I'm just watching the trailer. This is such a stupid-looking show, but it's charming because it is. of it. That's yes, that's how that's what it fucking does, dude. Like Th- this looks painfully stupid, but I watch it. Yeah, they like I said, they know. They know what they're making. And they are all for it, dog. <laughs> oh my god. And yes, like the, the thing they've been touting is like every episode will have some other aspect of grindhouse genre stuff. Like uh like fucking cannibals, aliens, zombies, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, this this last episode they just had cannibals, where it was a yeah, it was like they like stopped at a they stopped at a town called Pixie Swallow, where pretty much the only thing there was a diner, and the diner was feeding people people. Well, what else do you feed them? This is one of those shows that lets me bre- that that would probably let me be brain dead for half an hour. Oh, absolutely! Like this this is this is not a deep show. Like like, not- like 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 I'm choosing to be like I want to zone out and watch a nonsense show for half an hour. Yeah, like human blood is not a good fuel source. Neither is the method at which neither is the method by which they feed the blood to their cars. But fuck it, it's it looks cool. This this is not a thinking man sci-fi or horror series. This is this is this is produced by a company called Midnight Grindhouse, dude. Yeah. Fuck in in the second episode, the two the two main characters they save their lives by having hardcore anal sex in a in a moving car. Amazing, and they actually like they are doing it on screen, but they have a big fucking giant black sensor bar over their fucking bottom bits. This sounds like something that would be on like late night Adult Swim, like the heart she hollers. Yeah, yeah, sure. This is this is definitely in that area, but they're running it on fucking sci-fi. It feels like it's in the same vein. Yeah, but pun the, intended. Yeah, but it's running on sci-fi, and they say fuck. Fascinating. And it's kind of great. I will definitely, I will definitely give this a peep. Yeah, if you do get the chance to see this show, I do recommend it. It's just you need to know, you need to know going in what kind of show it is. <sighs> Final like, up thing. until like up until I looked up posters and trailers, I was like, "Yeah, you need watch watch a couple trailers. If it seems like you'd be interested in this at all, I, check I'm, out at I'm least the first episode." I, I I'll say this to people listening: I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. Anyway, final thing, final sci-fi series. Started watching Winona Earp. Yeah, I've heard about... Wait, that's a sci-fi series? I believe so. Does everything to do with the Tombstone movie? Uh, it's about... Yeah, it's about Wyatt Earp's great-great-granddaughter. Interesting. Yes, and so... Apparently... Uh... Back when Wyatt Earp was doing his due... Uh... He... Ended up getting cursed. So that... Every person he ever killed will come back to life and try to kill his descendants. Bit of a stretch, but go on. Yeah, and so on the 27th birthday, the heir to the Earp power, 
uh, will start like we'll get like oh I get to the power or whatever and start like being hunted by these demons who cannot leave this one triangle of fucking this city of this of this like area around the city of Purgatory. So Winona Earp, the current heir who had who has since kind of, who had run away from Purgatory because back in the day she ended up accidentally murdering her dad and being sent to an insane asylum. Uh, she comes back on her twenty seventh birthday because her uncle got got, and yeah, then demons and shit start happening to her. So then she ends up joining a secret government organization that specifically hunts down and deals with supernatural threats. That is apparently a cross border organization involving Canada. What year is this based in? Uh, How now is this sci? How did they make this into a sci fi thing? Sci-fi has yeah. sci-fi has not been purely sci-fi for a long time. Apparently, it's got really good reviews. But you think it's got I, a seven out of ten so far? It's not terrible, but it's kind of terrible. I mean, it sounds awful. Like yeah, like uh, yeah, it does. Like so, I started watching the first episode. I was like, when the the series began airing, I tried watching the first episode. I gave up after five minutes. This honestly sounds like someone tried to write like a sci-fi sounds like fan of fiction. Twilight around it the Wild is. West. It kinda is because it sounds because like the main because like the main love interest for the main character is Doc fucking Holiday. Oh fucking Christ! Who is immortal? Yeah, sorry, but uh, not feeling not it on it. this one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch Blood Drive. I'm not watching this crap. First season's up on Netflix. <laughs> I, I know. I'm I was so like, happy to not have seen, Netflix. I seen that on Netflix. And I was just like, no, no. Why, Dead Man? Why? It's not awful. I've watched, a, I've watched like three episodes of it, and I'm going to watch more. Because like, it's not awful. It's kind of awful, Are but it's not awful. sure? Like, like, I, I, I mean, think, does Kurt Russell think, still play Doc Holliday? Uh, well, Kurt Russell played Wyatt Earp. Uh, Val Kilmer sorry, played Doc uh, Holliday. Yeah. And no, I think Dead Man's been replaced by a Pod Peoples. And no, he doesn't play Doc Holliday. But the guy who does is doing his best Val Kilmer impression. <laughs> this guy, this guy at like a Doc Holliday like off, I guess, like one of those big Tombstone parties where they have like who can do the best Doc Holliday. He plays like a solid third. <laughs> <laughs> You're not you're not doing a good job of selling me on this one. I know. I have given up on trying to sell you on it. <laughs> so now he's being honest. Yeah, like the fucking main bad guy, his name is Bubba. Bubba what? Del Rey. Okay. He's okay, the main antagonist. Is this an actual screenshot? I'm gonna link here. If this is an actual screenshot, I need to lie down. <laughs> Send it, send it, and I'll Oh, that is you. an actual thing. That looks like something from the like that looks like something from like um the trailer that I see on Netflix whenever I hover over this too long. Did you send it? Because I haven't gotten it yet. I did. Send it's it. there. I can see it. Are you in the movies channel? Yeah. Last thing is, I'll be on in just a moment from you. Yeah, I'm sitting in the movies channel. Okay, if you see it, right? 
Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it. It's, I think, Winona with some demon markings on her face. And, like, red eyes? Yeah. Uh, well, Does that yeah. sound familiar at all? Uh, yep, that is the demon effect. Oh! That's what made me stop watching the first episode. Oh my god, that's oh. in the first episode? No, well, technically that's in it. Okay, it's loading now. Uh, okay, well, that's oh, not Winona. No. Oh, but, okay, but okay. is that but that's, that's real? The demon, that is the demon effect. Nope, I'm out. Done. The, the first, yeah, like, the first episode is, like, it begins with Winona, like, on a bus, and then a lady fucking goes off the bus to go take a piss in the fucking woods, because that's smart. I'm gonna have a few drinks, and then I'm gonna watch this so then show. She then gets attacked by a fucking demon. Winona goes out there to try to fucking see what's going on, and it, 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 it transitions into... Just some fucking amazing day for night. Like, not only do they color shift it to be a bit more blue, but they also give it a nice little vignette around the entire screen. And then the demon shows up. What looks, is drawing like you that, to this, though? But worse. What's drawing me to it is I kind of like the cast. I think it's a Melanie Scrafano. We need to find dead some new shows. Like, I... Dude, it was either this or watch Bones for the 19th time. I'd watched Bones for the 19th time. No, I gave up. If I ever try to watch Bones again, I will start hurting myself. Because I got to that fucking episode where it was the fuck, where they were trying to fucking find the person who got murdered for fucking the King Arthur sword from that movie. And I was like, oh, no, no. That's what that's what pushes me away from every procedural, because I am part of every subculture that people who write procedurals hate. Yeah. Like fucking they do a D and D D D episode. So they do a D and D episode and then fucking standing in front of that person's mom, they will say, Yeah, this fucking D and D nerd over here maybe got fucking two of them to his magic missiles or whatever and shoved a wand up his ass or fucking I don't know. Yeah. Oof. Well, you sold me on one of them, I'll say that much. But I'm probably going to keep watching Winona Earp because uh, because one of the characters is described as a mutant lizard man, and that hasn't come into play yet. Oh, God. So I'm going to keep on watching this, and then I will let you guys know what happens. <laughs> I mean, tell us about the chronicles of your adventure with this, but don't expect me to join in anytime soon. So coming soon. We have, <laughs> we have X and Y for a reason, goddammit. Yeah, dead. Um, I might have to. If you want to do, if you want to do a coming soon for this, I'm gonna be drunk. I'm gonna tell that, you this right now. That is fine, dude. Do you really think at this point I would say, "Hey, no, we got to do this sober"? I try to be semi-professional some of the time, <laughs> and that's where you're fucking up. Like I have to be professional because I'm technically the face of this shit. But you, you, you can just go fucking go buck wild, dog. Yeah, you, anyway, you're not you're you're far too white to say something like that ever. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not black enough. Anyway, news. Exactly. We have news to talk about. For starters, a John Wick television series. My eyebrow has cocked appreciatively. Yes, so the series is currently in development by Lionsgate under the name The Continental. I'll watch it. 
I'm my eyebrow is getting higher. Yes, it is a prequel series delving into the history of the Continental. My eyebrow is drooped. With uh, Chad Stahelski and Derek Kalstad, um currently working on developing the series. Chad Stahelski I mean, being... As long as it's written as well. Yeah, Chad Stahelski being the director and Derek Kulstad being the writer. Oh, never mind then. Eyebrow recocked. Yeah, so um, Stahelski said in an interview, uh, they've got a really good structure. It's v- it's very tied to the film in that it's about the Continentals all over the world, how certain people come into that world, and what happens in relation to those people, which is cool. I think the world is very vast, and everything I've heard from it is very positive. Uh, it is... It's something that the studio... It's something that studio uh, seems very, very intent on making and very, very behind. Yeah, it's just going to be a fucking... Series about the Continental. I mean, yeah, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, less down is a fucking Watchmen TV series. Uh, do we need mm. one? No. Apparently. But we're getting one. Yep, so it is currently in development at HBO. Being held well, by no, Damon Lindelof. It. So Damon Lindelof, uh, for those I mean, who don't none know. None of that means anything to me. Yeah, so Damon Lindelof, for those who don't know, uh, is, I believe, the co-creator of Lost. Uh, oh, God. Why would they let... Oh, God. Yeah, so Damon Lindelof, uh, he co-created, was the showrunner on Lost. Uh, he worked on Crossing Jordan. He co-wrote various films, including Cowboys and Aliens, Prometheus, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Tomorrowland. See, I enjoy Cowboys and Aliens on a purely, uh, on a purely, uh, this movie is exactly as terrible as I expected level. Yeah, but he also just Star recently... Trek Into Darkness was okay. But he what also... Was the, uh, what was the third one? Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness was the third one. Oh, wait, no, the second one was good. The third one was terrible. That's what I, that's the point I was trying to make. But if Star Trek Into Darkness is the third one, then, oh. Uh, the second one was Prometheus. No, Into Darkness is the second one. Into Darkness is, um... Oh, sorry, no, right, sorry. Into Dar- oh, sorry I think you meant, like, in the list I just mentioned. Into Darkness is the second uh, Star Trek movie. Of the reboot. the only positive note I've heard of all of them. I really because Into Darkness I dislike more than anything I've heard about the third one. I love the third one. I heard the third one was great. Yeah, third one's fantastic. But Into Darkness was uh, plot was Into a Darkness was, for me. Of course it was. It's a fucking big blockbuster movie. Nobody's no blockbuster movie's allowed to have a fucking original plot anymore. And at least uh, it didn't Into steal Darkness notes. Was, uh, it, it stole okay, notes. It wasn't directed well. It stole note for note from several episodes and then used the biggest, like, plot hole cliche to save one of their main characters. I don't know, just, uh, Beyond just felt so bland compared to the first two. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't the Wrath of Khan again. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, the other kind of there thing wasn't that, a single original idea in that movie. So the, the kind of the thing that I guess made this move happen was that Damon Lindelof also just finished working on the leftovers. 
Which is what? A Leftovers is an HBO series about what happens after a third of the world's population just disappears. And they apparently think a third means 90%. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, like I guess, like yeah, I, I talked about it. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but yeah. Hmm. So none none of this sounds good. Oh, sorry, not not a third, a two percent of the world's population. So yeah, uh, they seem to think two percent equals ninety percent. Yeah, there's no positive note here. Yeah, so apparently this is uh, HBO's second attempt at developing a series based on the Watchmen comic. Uh. It apparently uh, tried to work on something back in 2014. Yeah, I heard about that. I always wondered I what say, happened. I've never heard of the first attempt, so that's I enough. always wondered what happened with the first attempt because it kind of just it died, like dropped off the radar entirely. Yeah, what happened was it died because they were like, "Oh wait, this is fucking stupid," or somebody was. But now that person is either dead or on too much cocaine to fucking talk about it anymore. So he's like, "Yeah, let's fucking do this shit." <clears throat> Like, literally nothing about that. Like, like, what could you possibly do with that series that hasn't been done with the movie? Make a worse version <laughs> of the series. It's Prequel. like there's nothing to expand upon. You already did comics Prequel. on that. Prequel. You already did comics on that, and only one of them was alright. Yeah, they're gonna do that. And they didn't say it was based they're on before to... Watchmen. They said it was based on Watchmen. Yeah. And, like, anything any TV or movie executive actually says is the truth. Meh. Anyway, moving on. Ah, so. That Godzilla movie is getting a sequel. The King of Monsters one. Yeah, they're trying to make their own little, uh... Everyone's trying to make their own cinematic universe right now. Yeah. Universal's trying to make their own cinematic universe. Whoever's developing well, well, the Universal Godzilla cinematic universe movies. is dead already. Yeah. So yeah, um, like it just seems everybody's just trying to do their own cinematic universe now. Like that's the new trend. Yeah. So they did Godzilla. They did Kong Skull Island. Uh, and the next one, those are all right. Yeah. The next thing they're doing is Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, it is being directed by Michael Doherty, who did Trick or Treat. That was great. I and, love Trick or Treat. And Krampus. I haven't seen Krampus. Ooh, I need to. Don't. In. It's not It's not great. It's no Trick or Treat. Santa lore is my territory, so I have uh, to. And, it all, and the movie's also being written by Doherty and Zach Shields, who worked with Doherty on Krampus. Uh, they've also announced some more cast stuff. So, Millie Bobby Brown uh, from Stranger Things. She was 11. Uh, she is joining the cast alongside Ken Watanabe, uh, Sally Hawkins, uh, Vera Farmiga, Kyle Chandler, Bradley Whitford, uh, Thomas Middleditch, Charles Dance, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Aisha Hines, and Zhang Ziyi. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And we also have confirmed for the monsters that are going to be appearing in the movie. There's going to be Godzilla. Oh. There's going to be Mothra. Oh, I hope. There's going to be Rodan. What about Godzuki? Uh, nope, but there will be King Ghidorah. Hmm. So it'll be Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. Hopefully this means that more than 10% of the movie will be about the monsters. 
I well, any Godzilla fan can so. tell you that that's how normal, how they normally are. About ten percent of the movie is the monster, and that a lot of it is the human side. Okay, which is let why the human side needs to be interesting. Okay, let's hope the human side is good now. Well, that's never happened, so <laughs> let's hope the human side is interesting now. Then, fuck, I don't know. Say average. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It could be pretty decent. <laughs> Anyway, like oh. I like the first, like I like the first one. It wasn't bad by any stretch. I loved the first one. I thought it was the exactly what I wanted out of a Godzilla movie. So I didn't. Well, especially an American produced one. Yeah, I was like that ending's pretty great. The atomic breath was neato. That's all I needed. The sound design was good. They got the atomic breath right, which was the most important thing. Yeah. So anyway, final piece of news. So it was announced recently that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, directing debut who did the uh, Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. Uh, they, I liked 21, not 22. Yeah, they have left the, they have left the Han Solo solo film, uh, citing creative yeah, differences. Yeah, it sounded terrible. Yeah, citing creative differences between themselves and the studio. Apparently, there is a big thing... Going on with that, where where Lord and Miller were doing their semi-improvised style of directing, where they like have a script and stuff, but they sometimes let people like go off on lines and whatever. Uh, the studio was like, "Hey, um, fuck you." And so then they were like, "Yeah, make friends." They were like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're done." I was yeah, so to say nothing about that sounds like be appealing to work with. Yes, yeah, so they left six months into the production, and. Now it has been announced by Disney and Lucasfilm that Ron Howard is going to be replacing them. Uh, what has he done? Okay. I recognize the name, but what has he done? <laughs> Can't tell if you're joking or not. I'm dead serious. I might just recognize the name because I know someone named Ron Howard. I don't so know. Ron Howard was Opie in the Andy Griffith show. He was Richie Cunningham in Happy Days. Uh, and See, I just know someone. He named did the Ron Da Vinci Howard Code. Thing. He did. Yeah. He did How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ah, that's where I know him from. <laughs> Apollo Thirteen. Dear God, why in hell would you do that, Disney? He directed Cocoon and Willow. Why would um, you do that, Disney? Angels and Demons. I mean, Frost why would Nixon? you do that? All of his what? stuff has just been so. Ron Howard. What yeah. would possibly possess them to just... Why? Because Ron what? Howard will play ball. And Disney can buy anything. As, and Disney, Disney doesn't care. As Disney don't they give a fuck, a dog. Like, they've got this system unlocked. Who cares if this flops? They still have Marvel. Yeah, and the well, other Star Wars movies them. are still fucking making bank. Like, they're pretty much guaranteed to profit from the Asastafos movies, yeah? Yeah, basically. Just, just, hey, you put Star Wars on it, it will make money. Yeah, I wasn't that interested in the Han Solo solo film to begin As with. As you shouldn't be. But because no now one asked I'm even... For it. Nobody asked for any of this shit. A Chewie solo film I'd watch. No. Star Wars Holiday Special, bitch. I don't want to watch a movie where it's all just fully for the last 
It, it's just fully of one animal's noise for like two hours. Because if Rogue One is any indication of the quality they're going for for these side films in between the main films, there is absolutely nothing keeping me interested. Yeah. I liked Rogue One. <laughs> also, there were barely any Bothans in it. Yeah, we lost a lot of Bothan spies to get this information. Guess not! Nope, we lost a white lady. And a robot, and something else that... They don't matter, they're not on the poster enough. I was about to say, like, who cares? We don't see them. Yeah. Like, Saw Guerrero is kind of the only one who seems to matter because he showed up in fucking Rebels. All of this is retconning anyway, so it don't matter. Yep. Anywho. That other news. New releases. We got fucking garbage. Yeah. Don't expect anything good for the next while. Yeah, right now, uh, kind of the biggest thing, kind of the only thing of importance. Well, importance being that it is a wide release movie worth billions of dollars. Transformers, last night. <laughs> Currently rocking a 15%. Of course it is. It's your, it's your fault, people. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. This. Just stop watching them. But it's then how are we going to watch our fucking explosions? Stop fucking watching them, people. You're the reason they keep getting made. No matter how often you say that, it will never happen. These movies will always make money. Until the end of time. Yep. But apparently this is the last one, so... <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully. Sure. Yeah, it's the last one, and Jason is totally dead for real now. Jason Voorhees. Uh... From Friday the 13th. Oh god, they made a 13th one, I forgot. Oh... They made technically... Finally did it. They technically made 11 of them. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, next week... Uh, we have, like, some stuff coming out. Nothing uh, that you people want, though. Yeah, Baby Driver. Is that, like, the spinoff to Boss Baby? Uh, no. I was about to make that same joke. Uh, no, Baby Driver is the new movie from Edgar Wright. Who made such notable? Who made notable films such as Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, hmm. Spaced, Scott Pilgrim. My brain, my me brain, no work good right now, but all right. Yeah, it's a movie about a fucking getaway driver for a fucking mafia and people doing bank heists and shit. It's got uh, Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm. That sounds like fun, actually. It currently has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, based on thirty oh. reviews. Oh. I was like, I have heard nothing about this film. Yeah, all's coming out next week. Uh, Okja, Okja, uh, that weird Tilda Swinton thing. He's in tight. This is another one that I've just have heard nothing of. I've seen trailers for it that don't seem to actually tell me what the movie's about. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your persuade your particular persuasion, but Yeah, it looks like it's about a lean towards the less than great. It looks like it's about a 
giant magic hippo bunny? Hmm. What? I think it's That's I think it's also a... Korean. That could explain a thing or two. But yeah. Still not enough for me to watch it. I think it's coming to Netflix. Also explains some things. And then also next week, uh, Despicable Me Three, because that's a franchise now. Kids fucking love those little yellow bastards, don't they? I enjoy the movies as well, but mostly for the adult characters. You know, the focus of the movies. Yeah, Gru's kind of all right. Gru's all right. The girls are pretty good. The female counterparts okay. You that know, weird the, old the, asshole. The people oh, yeah, that we actually, Doctor Nefario, that's his fucking name. The people that we actually focus on in most of the movie, instead of the goddamn side characters who shouldn't have gotten their own movie, and everybody's are the little been girls pissing... still characters. Yeah, yes, they are. They're still prominent everybody's characters. Pissing themselves, shitting on the, the second franchise. movie was pretty all right. Yeah, the, the second movie is all right. I got a good chuckle out of that actual out of a few of the scenes. The, the movies where it's not. Hey, let's focus on the side characters who don't actually have any personality are enjoyable. It's just they decided to give the side characters their own entire goddamn movie for some fucking reason. Well, there's the new Rabbids. They've completely abandoned their source material for that funny thing that's easily marketable. That Rabbids game actually looks looks pretty alright. Like, what's what's a Rayman? That Rabbids thing actually looks pretty alright. That weird... That weird rabbit's XCOM. Please, no. I kind of want to play it. I was just beginning to like you guys. <laughs> but I like XCOM. I, the rabbits are... The rabbits haven't been... like The rabbits have had more good games than bad, or at least, or at least the games that I have played from They've them have been good. They've had all the games. Rayman is dead. Hey, Rayman Legends are yeah, really... Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins are fucking fantastic games. That's true. Those did come out. Those did receive some universal praise, but it's like... Yeah, especially from this fucking more, website. More please. It's like, let's not forget our roots here. Yeah, anyway. What's kind of weird about this movie is that uh, Trey Parker is in it. The guy who made South Park. Yeah. Which I... Really? Yeah, I... I that is the weirdest what, fucking thing. What role is he playing? He's playing the role of Balthazar Brat. Huh. And that is. Weird. I approve of this. That is the. I think that's the guy on the poster with hair. Oh, that's supposed to be. No, Bruce, Balthazar like, Brat is the um, like this the eight eighties obsessed villain from like all the trailers. I actually haven't seen too many of them. I just know the. I've seen yeah, I've seen none of the trailers. I have seen several uh, of them. I have like that negative connotation going on. Oh right, that fucking guy is. Oh yeah, he has a guitar. Oh. And a porn stash. I wanted to see this movie just from the moment I saw him, so I am very happy already. And yeah, that's that's Trey Parker. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him playing that. I mean, it all just comes down to how well it's received and how well people actually like it. Well, kids are going to go see it, period. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah so fucking get ready for Despicable Me 87, motherfuckers. It'll never get to 87. Yeah. Just spe- 17. 
I can't wait for the Netflix only original series where only half the main cast was able to I show mean, up. Where did Shrek finally stop? It didn't. Four, five. No, the fourth movie. Five? No, I own all of them. Did they have a straight to DVD one as well? No. I own all what of the, the Shrek movies. The... You're thinking of Swamp Stories, which is straight to Netflix. There is a fifth. There is a There is a fifth film currently in development. Fuck. Fucking with me. Then there are also the spin-offs, the short films, the TV specials, the TV series. Who, mama? And what's even worse is, uh, what's even worse is that TV. What's even worse is that TV series is a spin-off based on Puss in Boots. Yeah, and it's absolutely terrible. No, they, they had they a movie based on Puss in Boots, and then they gave that guy a spinoff TV series. The movie wasn't actually as terrible as you think. Yeah, there was that one kind of weird rape joke in it. Well, mm-hmm, okay. Less than comfortable hearing that. Yeah, it's about an egg, too. Oh, that's right. They had yeah, Humpty the, Dumpty in that movie. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty goes to San Quentin. And he's talking about dropping the soap and like, it ain't over easy. And then and the catch is like, oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about like Humpty Dumpty raping somebody. And <laughs> nope. I was like, well, that's Apparently Humpty Dumpty got image. raped. Yeah. Well, that's just a horrible image. Yes, it is. Yeah, they they really scrambled his eggs. And we so think we're sorry. done here. Is the podcast I'm, over? I'm so sorry. I couldn't resist. Thank you all for joining us. <laughs> We'll be back in two I'm weeks' sorry. time with another episode of the com movies and television podcast. Uh, in between I'm now and then, so though, sorry. we're going to be having our regular run of fucking whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I'm going to be thinking about that for the next hour. <laughs> Until then, so I'm dead. Sorry. I'm dead. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. We will see you guys next time.